everybody thank you for tuning in to my podcast keeping it real with camera as we say 100 i have the famous rocky on the line hmm, how are you rocky very good well thank you for the introduction and uh thanks for considering me famous i appreciate that thank you very you much are. you have a famous name i mean come on like rocky rocky was the yeah, so tell the listeners just a little bit about you well, thank you very much. So I uh, have over 40 years business experience. I spent 36 of those years at UPS, started out as a part-timer on loading trailers. I originally went to school to be a high school history teacher and a baseball coach. And then I quickly realized that some of the best leaders were those people who were training and developing and could get their people to connect the dots. So for me, I never gave up my coaching, teaching passion. I just did it in a different venue. Had the opportunity to do some really interesting things inside UPS. For example, we purchased mailboxes, et cetera, and then rebranded to what's today the UPS store. Had that as a direct report. And then we purchased over 20 companies and built what's today UPS Supply Chain Solutions. And it's really exciting for me to see how UPS is participating today and doing such a wonderful job on the distribution of vaccines. Well, I led the I led UPS's entry into the healthcare sector, so it's a it's very rewarding as a former UPSer to see that, as well as one of the individuals who was the architect of UPS in the healthcare sector. Retired from UPS, was recruited to be a CEO of a telecom company. We built cell towers, upgraded cell towers. It was the three G to four G time. Had a sale there, and then started my own business, three sixty management services, where we. Focus in on keynote speaking, leadership training and development, and uh, process improvement consulting. That's awesome. So why do you stay at UPS so long? Well, it's interesting. You know, it was a great company. They had a promotion from within policy, which I took advantage of, and the opportunities were there. But, you know, UPS, I tell people this all the time, and it's, you know, I have the honor and privilege to speak with juniors and seniors in high school and, I, and in college. And I always tell them, you need to find, it's important to find a place where you feel like you belong, that your values, your ethics, your morals are, are, are in sync. And so for me at UPS, it may not have always been a great day, and I might have had my ups and downs, but I felt like I belonged there. UPS never asked me to violate a policy, break a law, or do something wrong. And so I felt like hard work, enthusiasm was recognized there. So I felt like I belonged there. And I think it's so important. If you don't feel like you belong, then what happens is that's when people start to look for other jobs, look for other things. It's kind of like when we took our kids to college and they were looking at the campus. Right. And you can see... You know, you can just see when they feel like they belong there. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I think I, I, think I belong yeah, at exactly. this campus versus. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you mean. When you feel like you belong, you want to stay longer. You know, right. and if you don't feel like you belong, you're going to look for something else that makes you feel like, hey, I, I want to be here, you know? And well, you work, and then you also work through some of the difficulties because you feel like you belong there, right? Right, exactly. So why do you so why do you decide to get your own business since you've been to UPS so long and you retired from there? What made you say, well, I want to get my own business? Well, you know, it's funny when when we purchased mailboxes, etc., and I, I had the opportunity to work with the franchisees, UPS store is 100% franchisee-owned, independent business owners. And I have such great respect for for entrepreneurs. I mean, they're the ultimate all-in people. Because if you think about it, as an entrepreneur, you slide everything you own in life, and you put it on a table, and you say, I'm all in. And, you know, you know, at the end of the day, you hit the cash register, you pay your people, 
you pay your vendors and what's left you take home for your family and I, I, I admire them I have such great respect for them and I, I always thought I don't know if I could do that I mean I work for a large corporation that's a great company to work for and I had such great respect for entrepreneurs and so given this opportunity I said you know I'd like to be able to start my own business I don't know if I'll be as good as them as, as an entrepreneur or as you as an entrepreneur or other entrepreneurs but I wanted to give it that shot because I learned so much from them and I had 40 years of business so you know maybe I can help some other people through my training and through my keynote speaking and those kinds of things oh, okay awesome so what is a hundred day plan well I'm a I'm a firm believer that you know, the, uh, uh, having a good process is so important to your success. And for me, whenever I would start a new job or get a new new opportunity, I always would lay out my 100-day plan. For example, in my book, Tighten the Love Nuts, there's a chapter devoted to the 100-day plan. And I actually have in there an example of my 100-day plan when I uh, took over as CEO of Unitech. You know, I presented to the board my 100-day plan. I think the 100-day plan allows you, whether it's a new job, new responsibility, new opportunity, or coming out of the pandemic, you're trying to restart your maybe your career, your personal life, or, or your business, it's good to lay out your 100-day plan. What are the things that you want to accomplish in those first 100 days? And it allows you to hold yourself accountable. It allows you to kind of lay out you know, some mile markers and some things that you want to accomplish in that first 100 days. Wow. Okay. I don't know if I can do that because I'd be like, Oh, you can do it. Come on. Look at how talented you are. Yes, you could. I probably could because 100 days is a lot of days, though. You know? Yeah, it's true. That's true. But they go fast because what happens is you have the activities laid out that you're trying to accomplish. I'm also a firm believer in this concept of balanced leadership. You know, for me, balance was so important. And, you know, balanced leadership, there's three key constituents. There's your customers, your people, your shareholders, and stakeholders. And if you think about it, you would lay out your 100-day plan and you would say, well, so many days are going to be dedicated to my customers. Am I going to visit my largest customers? Am I going to visit those customers that may have churned out? my people i want to make sure that you know am I, do i understand their needs wants and aspirations do I have, you know what is our training process inside this hundred first hundred days or what or my area of responsibility and then of course you want to understand the business plan and your profitability so when you lay it out that way you start to consume a lot of days to get things done that's true that's true if you lay it out that way yeah so you're you, you said your book um you're author of tighten the lug nuts so tell the listeners a little bit about your book. Well, thank you. So the book was written, I, I, I was written in a story form because years ago, it's, it's, it's funny how, how things happen, but so I was sitting at a meeting and I, I, did, I didn't like that feeling when someone would bring me a new idea and I'd say, oh, it's a good idea, but what if? And I felt like when I said, but what if, right. they kind of looked at me like, I don't think you're think this is a good idea or maybe I didn't do my homework. And so... So one day I created this character. I said to the person, hey, you know what? That's a good idea. But you think Joe Scafone thinks that's a good idea? And they looked at me like, yeah, you think Joe Scafone thinks that's a good idea? So Joe Scafone became this character who spent the rest of my career with me. And frankly, people would come to meetings and say to me, hey, I covered this with Joe. Joe thinks it's a good idea. And I said, okay, well, that's good. Maybe I should listen to it. And so I wrote the book in this third person Joe Scafone because I never wanted to talk say well I would do this or I think you should do that you know Joe thinks it's a good idea you know so it became a journey of you know it became kind of that journey of my you know business career and the lessons I learned along the way and the wonderful people that I met 
and in each chapter, although it's a story, each chapter can stand alone on a business lesson. And I put in, I put in stories that it happened to us as a family along all our moves around the country. And, uh, and, and in fact, one of the chapters is dedicated to the title of the book. It's a story about tightening your lug nuts. Oh, wow. And that was like, and that's like, you got that from a car, right? Well, no, what happened was I was walking around a building one day and there was one of the vehicles had some loose lug nuts. And so the story goes, I, I won't give it all away, but when lug nuts are loose, they're important. But you could simply quickly fix them and then you're fine. But if you get distracted or you start working on something else, the next thing you know is a couple of days later, it's like, holy cow, man, the front wheel's loose. What happened? Well, now it becomes urgent. Now that it's urgent, you have to stop everything and start working on fixing the tire. So the concept is don't allow important things, the loose lug nuts on that day, to become urgent when the wheel falls off because you can only handle so many ur urgent things. So don't allow important things to become urgent. So, so tighten the lug nuts. Oh, wow. That's a good concept, you know? That's yeah, I was, yeah. I was gonna ask you about Joe too, because I was like, "Who is Joe?" You know what I mean? I'm so glad you yeah. said something about Joe, because I was like, "Oh my God, he's speaking in third person." Who is Joe? And I was yeah. trying to figure out who Joe was, but now I know who Joe is. So Joe's a good friend of mine. Yes, he is. We, <laughs> we hung together for many years, Joe and I. <laughs> Very close friend. Yeah. So, why do you believe that value matters? See, I think values are important in all we do, you know, and I think uh, as a leader and as a person, there's three key questions you have to ask yourself, you know, who am I, you know, what do I stand for? And I think you can answer those two questions and companies really need to do the same thing. You know, who am I? What do we stand for? But number three is the most important question. And it really speaks to who you are as a person and your values. What are the things I won't compromise? And I think that's so important because you will get three, right? You know, one and two, you 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 understand. You know, you can pretty much articulate who am I, what do I stand for. Right. But what are the things I won't compromise? You know, whether it's in business, is it is it integrity, is it safety, is it treating people with dignity and respect, is it value and diversity, not only in people but in thought. I think that's what's important, and that starts to speak to your values, who you are as a person, or what are the things that you hold. And I think without values, we kind of, you know, we lose, the ship is, is rudderless. You just, you don't steer properly. And I think when you have values and you have beliefs, and then, you know, people can understand that about you. And I think that's what's so important about uh, being being a good person means yes. being a, a good leader is a good person right yes and i believe in that too I, I believe that if you're a good person you're a good leader because nobody's not going to follow or listen to anyone that is really negative and not positive you know i know i wouldn't i wouldn't follow anybody that was negative you know well what, well, what ends up happening is they may follow you temporarily but but that speaks to the question that people always ask, you know, I was just reading that, uh, you know, in, in the world in general, about 35% of, uh, you know, 35% of people are happy in their jobs. The other 65% are always looking for the next job. Right. And if you think about it, if, if you're always looking for the next job, it's because you don't feel valued. You don't feel like you belong. Right. You don't feel like, you know, like we were talking before, like, do I really fit in here? Well, part of that is you as the leader. What are your values? You know, it's, you know, whenever I get the opportunity to speak at a school or teach some classes up here in Jersey at Seton Hall University, mm -hmm. you know, I... I People ask me, you know, do you have any advice as I'm, as I'm graduating? And I always tell people, take the time to think about what is the word you want someone to use 
to describe you at the end of your career? What's that word you want someone to use to describe you at the end of your career? And it's interesting when you ask people, hey, what's that word? You know, people will say energetic, aggressive, decisive. Uh, so yeah. one, kid, one kid says rich. I mean, like, <laughs> but, 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 but that word's so important. So for me, the word was thoughtful. I wanted, you know, I wanted to be a thoughtful leader. And when you're a thoughtful leader to me, was you think of things from its widest consequences, you think about how it impacts your customers and your people your shareholders. And so that, I think that's so important. If you think about what's that word, because then that becomes your brand, right? So what's the word, you, what's the word you think you would want people to use to describe you at the end of your, your career? Well, for me, I will say probably inspirational, you know, ah! um, I want people to look at me as, um, like I inspire other people. Like she's so inspirational. She is so motivated, you know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would well, want, well, if you think about that now, so because that word, it, it, you know, is is the word you want people to, to describe you at the end, without realizing it, throughout your life and career, you're building a mosaic to that word. Because then everything you do has something inspirational about it, whether you're inspiring your daughter to, you know, pay attention, you know, during this difficult time of homeschooling or, or, or maybe take that next step or maybe take an honors class that she, she may not have taken on her own, but, but you inspire her by the way you talk to her about it, the way you conduct yourself. She sees how hard you work, right? Right. So you're always, so you're, so you don't really walk around saying, okay, I got to do something inspirational because that's my word, (laughs) but you don't real, right. But you don't realize that you're always working towards that word because that's what, that's who you are. Right. So for me, for me, it was thoughtful. I wanted to be a part. It doesn't mean that I, I always made the right decisions. It doesn't mean that everybody walked around and said, well, Rocky, you're going to start to work for No, but you had your moments, right? You unfortunately had to hold people accountable. And there were times you had to make the tough decisions about maybe moving on from an individual or they didn't fit in the organization. But but you would, you did it in a thoughtful way. You, you When you had to make that tough decision on having someone to leave, you thought about the fact that, hey, hey, they're a human being. Even though they may not fit, it's, it's best for them. They still have to go home and tell their family that they don't want to work here. That's not an easy thing to do. So you do it from, from that word. I think for you, that word inspirational is, is your brand. And that right. becomes your brand. That becomes your brand promise. That's true. Oh man! Wow! And then, so what do legacy means to you? Because I know that you, the big, the word legacy means a lot to you. Yes, it does. And so for me, legacy is simply put: Do I leave things a little better than I found them? Are people better because of their time with me, or or are customers better because of their interaction with our business? Are the shareholders and stakeholders are they better because we're the stewards of the business? And so for legacy is do you leave things a little better than you found them? And I think that's what's so important. Because if you start from that, then what happens is the people in your care, people don't work for you. They're in your care, right? If you're the leader, people are in your care. So the people in your care recognize that what you do stems from an honest heart, that you're doing things for the right reasons, and that you are trying to leave things a little better than you found them. But I think if you start from you know, that simple premise, it turns out to be a very powerful focus for you and it helps you really guide you to make the best decisions you can in a, in a, in a moral ethical and, in, and, and simply put in a good way right. and you leave and that's your legacy right and that's true because i want to leave a legacy you know i want to yeah that's awesome so if someone needed some advice 
from you and to start a new business, what advice will you tell them? I would tell a couple things. The first thing is, is don't let your strength be your weakness. Mm-hmm. Now, if you think about it, what's the strength of a small business owner or an entrepreneur? No one knows a business better than they do. No one's more focused than they are. No one's more all in than they are. What's the weakness of a small business owner? No one knows a business better than they do. No one's more all in than they are. Right? So don't allow your strength to be your weakness, right? Because there's going to be a day when you're going to have to, uh, you know, add that first employee. Make sure that you train them properly. Make sure you give them the authority that goes with the responsibility. Don't be afraid to let them go near the cash register because you think they're going to take all the money. So you really have to make sure your strength doesn't become, become your weakness. I think that... I think that's what's so important. And then the second thing I would say is don't let your highs get too high and your lows get too lows. Because whether you're a small business owner or you're in a large corporation, you're going to have those ebbs and flows. And if you let your highs get too high, you're up on this high mountain and you're so excited. But then you're going to have a bad day. Things don't always go the way you want them to go. And so you've got to be able to manage through those. So if you can stay somewhere in that range of, Hey, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to spike the ball, act like you've been there before, right, you know, don't over-celebrate, but then also don't, don't over-panic and don't, don't get so down on yourself that you can't see your way through, so don't let your highs get too highs and your lows get too lows. Oh, that is true, that is true, yeah, awesome, so how are you doing with the pandemic, everything's okay with you and your family? Well, thank you for asking, yes, yes, hopefully the same with you and, uh, you know, obviously, it's, it's difficult times, especially from a business perspective. I mean, obviously, there's no keynote speaking and uh, training. I mean, everyone's trying to do things virtually, but they're difficult. So we have to, you know, we all, we're all managing through it. I think right now the key would be is to get your focus on what it is that you're going to accomplish. And we're starting to get a lot of consulting. In fact, I have uh, uh, some, some training sessions going on right now because people are starting to realize, hey, we're, we're going to come through this now. I mean, once we get vaccinations out there you know you start yeah. to get something close to her her immunity you're gonna have to you know begin to get your businesses going and get your personal lives going so i think it's important to to get to start that process now and so i feel good about the fact that you know I'm, I'm, tomorrow i'm on a call i was on a call today with the company so it's it's i feel like i can contribute i feel like i can help from from this position here and uh, one of the things i'm doing it's interesting is uh I think book clubs would be are good for people in a virtual setting because it's hard to have training sessions for three or four hours if you're on a virtual call. I can, I mean, you see probably with the with the train, world, uh, the teaching that's going on virtually. My daughter's a, a teacher, and it's difficult to keep the kids engaged. Right. So it's hard to do three or four hours. But what I'm recommending is is book clubs where maybe you know you get 20, 30 people on a Zoom call and you can speak for an hour. You know, and, and talk about different, you know, uh, leadership competencies, attributes, things you're kind of working on. And one of the things I'm doing is I'm donating my time. So if a company, like today, they had a book club they started a few weeks ago. They're used to tighten the lug nuts as the book, and I dial in as the author free of charge. And, you know, I, I kind of lead the discussion on a particular chapter, a particular, a particular topic. So at least you're in your fun, but it's not too long where... It's hard to keep your attention span. So that's been a lot of fun as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, at least you're doing something, you know? Yeah. So, um. You got to stay busy. You gotta, well, then think about it. I retired three times. I know, right? You know I was going to say, yeah. like, you know what? You retired three times. So you still, you know, you still want to keep busy. So if anybody want to contact you and talk to you about anything, um, 
your book and or they want some advice from you or anything so how do they contact you well, the easiest way is on the website tightenthelugnuts.com we have two websites 360managementservices.com but tightenthelugnuts is the easiest and you can get to the 360 site from there so it's www.tightenthelugnuts.com uh, you can you know I, I read all of the correspondence back and forth my email address is Rocky Romanella R-O-C-K-Y R-O-M A-N-E-L-L-A at gmail.com and then on the website is my cell number as well so always interested in talking to people and uh as i said if you, if you want to do a book club or you uh, want to have a discussion around the book or or a particular topic i'm always open to helping out anywhere i can awesome well rocky it was very very nice talking to you and I'm, i thank you for being patient and having time out with me it's been great talking to you you're awesome oh. Oh, thank you very much. It's my pleasure. And if I can ever be of assistance to you or your audience, please, please don't hesitate to give me a call. And if there's another topic that your audience would like us to discuss, count me in. Oh, yeah, I will. Always. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Be safe. Talk, you. To, talk to you soon. All right, bye-bye.